welcome to the Geriatric Millennials. This is Jamie. And this is Beth. And we're two oldish, youngish ladies talking all about Beth today. I'm so excited so because awkward. it's Beth's birthday month. And yeah, I'm celebrating. We're not, we're, I'm, I uh, hope so. Yeah. I'm literally uh, oh, celebrating actually, at your house. I know. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And uh, oh my gosh. So fun. What a great reason to celebrate. And I cannot wait to ask you all of these questions because we did all about me like a long time ago. Well, you're significantly older. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but it feels like it's been a long time and I've been wanting to do this. Mm-hmm. And so now is now the time. time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn so much nervous. about you. You are? Why? Because you know I like to be in control. Oh, you man. know, I like you don't, be, know what the I don't know what the questions are. Hey, that was the boat I was in last time. And I'm the one that needs all the time to think and process and That's have all true. these gaps that you have to edit out. Yes. Because I'm like thinking or whatever. But anyways, okay, mm-hmm. now it's all your right. turn. Yay. Okay. So this is going to be a treat. Uh, everyone listening, getting to know this lovely lady. So let's start off with, um, can you just tell me, us, like, where did you grow up? I grew up here, which is shocking. So I grew up in Eastern Washington. I was born and raised in the same house. Like, well, not in the Were same house. Were you born at home? I was born at home. My mother birthed me on the dining room table. No. Good grief. Um, but I was like, you know, they brought me home from the hospital. Okay, yeah. And yeah. I stayed in that house until I was 18. And then when I moved back after college, I was there. Like, it, it that was our family. Like, we had yeah. a legit family home. Yeah. And I lived in this, like, area that was, not super diverse, but our neighborhood was super diverse. Like it was kind of wild because like my mom is white, my dad is black. And so that was already a controversy in the like early 80s in yeah. our community. And Were you in Kennewick or which city? I was in Kennewick. Okay. So, and it was not, at the time the where we lived, the Tri-Cities was not super, it was pretty like segregated still. Yeah. But like we had a very diverse neighborhood, which was kind of surprising. It was not That's the good. norm. And yeah, I lived there here forever okay so talk about your like what kind of how would you describe your childhood um it was fine-ish fine-ish yeah like uh, it was like we weren't destitute Mm -hmm. but like my parents were doing they were bawling and then like the recession in the 80s hit and they were not and so they kind of almost lost everything so I went from being like hard yeah I went from being in like private school and all of that to not and Mm -hmm. to like I remember the shift from like you know, having and to have to not to like, you know, government cheese basically, um, yeah. which was a big shift. But overall, it was okay. Like I was, I was like an '80s kid, so it was just like I was in daycare. Mm-hmm. You know, my both my parents worked. I was a latchkey kid. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it, I, I mean, I overall it was like a positive experience, mm-hmm. but it definitely came with some struggles and yeah, some no strife. Sense. And you have one brother. I right? have one little brother. Okay. We're six years apart, so it's like only, oh. almost like two only children. Like he was raised yeah, by pretty very different gap. parents. Interesting. Yes. And by the time it mattered, our family had recovered financially and we weren't like ever well off. Like we were very much like the Connors on Roseanne. Like that, okay. I yeah. very much identify with them because it was kind of like, you know, working class family. But um, by the time he was, you know, ready to have things, it was like there was there was money to he be He could had. actually have it. Yes. Where I was like, can I please take tap dancing classes? And like the best we can do is Parks and Rec. Good luck, kid. Yeah. 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 Okay. And so what about like when you were a teenager? Like what kind of a teenager were you? Uh, I don't like, I feel like I've blocked a lot of it out, which is not a good sign. I was very responsible. Okay. So did you have like a crew, like a crowd that you hung out with, like a stereotypical crowd at school? Uh, Yeah. Like something, I mean, I was kind of, I wasn't a mean girl. 
I was, I was just, I was no, I was well known enough. Uh And I, I was very into like the, like pep rally type of person helping to put stuff on and choreographing oh. routines for like little skits and stuff because you were a dancer because I was a dancer I mean I was friends with everybody though like I rolled with like the drama kids I rolled with like ev- everybody a little bit so yeah kind of like cool. what I'm in now like a million little groups none yeah. of none of which really converge yeah yeah okay okay that's yeah. cool so what what dreams did you have like when you were a kid what did you want to be like what did you dream about uh, I always wanted to open. So I had two big ones. When I was really young, I wanted to open. Actually, I had many. I really wanted to be in the arts. That That's where it came from. Like, I, I just really loved arts. I like performing, all of that. I wanted to be on Kids Incorporated when I was a kid mm-hmm. or Mickey Mouse Club. Like, I love singing and dancing and all those things. That was not an opportunity in Eastern Washington where we were at. It just did not happen for me, um, clearly. Uh, now, now we have a podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, as I got older, I wanted to open like up my own line of like kind of the McDonald's of dance studios. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that that would be really fun. And then as I got older, I became like obsessed with sex and relationships. So I wanted to be a sex therapist, like so much so that like uh, my best friend, her mom worked in our guidance counselor's office and she retel- she has retold this story to me a few times. So this is how I know it. Um, I... I guess I walked into there one day and I, my friend and I were visiting her mom during school hours. And she's like, oh, Beth, what are you thinking about being when you grow up? I'm like, a sex therapist. Like completely <laughs> I like so serious. Much. Like I really, that, I really wanted to pursue that. Like I just thought it would have been so interesting. And um, yeah, that's really what I wanted to do. Okay. So, but then what did you end up doing? I ended up going to school for business. Okay. Uh, which, well, it's for, I went to school for arts and media management in Chicago. And so basically I wanted to be a casting director and I was really excited to get into the film. I want is, wait, is casting director the one who like picks the people that are going to mm-hmm. act the roles? Okay. Yeah. They find the people. And I liked that because I always like to figure out like who can tell the story the best. And it's, I, I just had such a passion for it. And I think I would have made a, fa- fa- a fabulous producer. But when I was in college, I started working at um, a retail store and I just really liked it. And then my, it was like my, sh- I just shifted. I was like, oh, maybe I'll open a retail store. Uh, and so then uh-huh. I kind of went down a different path and I ended up moving back home and opening retail and whatnot. And I always wonder a little bit like, what if I would have just like not gotten distracted and right. given, given the performing arts, uh, you know, a real go, but yeah, say lovey, we're here yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. And then you got involved in doing youth like ministry. ministry. Yeah, yeah. You were like a youth minister for a long time. Yeah. Because I wanted to have, um, I wanted to teach a class to young girls about sex and their bodies and stuff, but yeah. in like a not gross way, back to being a sex therapist. And I had a friend in ministry and they were like, yeah, come do it. Like, I feel like any youth ministers, like they hear that you want to do any volunteering and they will jump on that. <laughs> like what? You'll, you'll volunteer? Sure. Like we'll take you. So I started doing that. And I mean, I just, I have a knack for working with young people. So yeah. it just it just spiraled into like a fifteen year career <laughs> with like m- like multiple churches and, and international ministry and a whole thing. Okay, so so then what is your job now though? Because you're not doing that anymore either. No, I just work for I just am an administrator. Like I shouldn't say just you know it's a very important it's a very important role it that is, is undervalued. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I just I work for um uh you know a scientific facility that does a lot of research and I help you know, keep the scientists from getting in trouble and in line and following all the <laughs> rules. And um, I learn a lot about, which is interesting because I always loved science. Um, I was not good at like 
the, the like chemistry and math side of science, but I loved biology. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I liked wanted to be a sex um, health worker, not worker, a sex health you wanted uh, to educator, be a sex worker. Um, either way, it could have gone. <laughs> I always said I it had it been a little bit different. I I I really was like thinking about like oh I I could have been a stripper. Like been you, had you not like gotten sucked into like youth ministry. Cr- and, <laughs> no, no joke. Like yeah. Because yeah. when I was in high school, like I was pretty, it wasn't like I was out there like on a pole or anything like that, but I was like a lot more like interested in like pursuing, like just being more free. Yeah. And then I started hanging out with all these LDS like kids and that just got like yeah. ka- kaboosh, yeah. like it was done. You know, there's a really cool pole dancing place, yes. studio in Richland, if yes. you want to ever revisit. I, I have thought about it, but I'm just like, I'm I'm still getting over the trauma of being a youth minister. So like the thought <laughs> of like shaking my body feels, still feels a little bit inappropriate. Be, I know, but I think you need. I think you'd be free. Yeah, yeah I think you freeing. would like that feeling of yeah. just being. I'm like, sure I would I love am it too. Not restricted. Yeah. And the next more. time, you know, you see me, I'm like, guess what I have now, Jamie? An OF. <laughs> Wait, what's that? OnlyFans. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a second. Okay, so, so what does your morning routine look like? Um, it is horrific. Is I wake it? up at four thirty every morning without prompt. Why? It's my natural alarm clock. What? It's awful. So I usually wake up at 4.30. I, I go get one of my cats, Bubba. He sleeps in a different room. And so I go get him and we do morning snuggles. I lay around and I watch TikToks or I look at Reddit and read the news for like an hour or so because it's 4.30 in the morning. And then I get up and do like my skincare routine. I'm a night shower just so people know like... I can't do showers in the morning because it will just, I barely can function in the morning Okay, because I've been up since 4.30. Yeah. And um, yeah, I do like a pretty, a pretty good skincare routine. Like I, I have a well, lot of Well, your skin steps. looks amazing. Well, that's, you're, you're at a distance and maybe need some glasses. No, like, it don't is, say that. It's true. No, it's like, you know, as you get older, you're just like, oh my gosh, I need to do some I know. I still need to do some like retinol or something on my face. I don't know. I know. Well, I don't mean like, oh, I know, Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> it's true <laughs> but though. It's, I do. But it's like, I like, I, I, yeah, I, I need to do more. And then I, I've realized recently that I shouldn't do breakfast in the morning. Like I'm always trying to eat before work and I'm like, I need to like ease into my day more. And you're not, not really having that. Yeah. But I'm shoveling food in because I'm so afraid I'm not going to be able to like get anything nutritious in at wow. work. And anyway, nobody needs to know that. And then on my drive into work, just so people know, I'm a podcast addict. So I'm always listening to podcasts. Oh, yeah. Sometimes cool. our own. Yeah. So, okay. So that's your morning routine. Um, and I'm curious, like, so you work like kind of like a nine to five type mm-hmm. type schedule. So what does like your perfect day off look like if um, you're not going to work? Uh, that's really hard. Like in my fantasy, mm-hmm. I am... Yeah, see, how about a fantasy and a reality? Okay, the fantasy would be like getting up, doing a great workout, a meditation, you know, going for a walk at some point, snuggling cats, hanging out with friends, and just like, I love to have a meal with friends. That's my favorite thing to do. Uh, And then just like easing into the day, maybe reading a little bit, taking a little nap on like a fall crisp day. Uh, just like really basic. I'm a homebody, mm-hmm. like, and I am around people all the time. And if you meet me, you would probably think I like people. I do not. And so <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, it's the, my, ba- my battery gets drained really fast yeah. uh, when I'm, when I'm around people. So, it, it, well, it's just weird. It's just, yeah. I need a lot of recoup time after yeah. hanging out. 
But the perfect day would just be like, just an easy day. I like easy. I like simple. I like uncomplicated. The reality is, is I wake up and I'm like, oh, I didn't make a plan. And then I get like stuck and then I don't do anything. And I get frustrated because I haven't made a plan. And then I start to plan and it's like too late in the day. Because for me, like on a day off, if I start getting started on my day at 11, I feel like the day's already over. It's wasted. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Yeah. So if you don't make a plan, you're kind of frustrated and you're like, mm-hmm. rah, rah. okay, so when, not just on those days, but like when you feel like you want to give up, like what is, what, what keeps you going? Nothing. My mm. cats. Your cats. Like when I feel like I want to give up on life. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's often. I'm just like, what am I doing here? This is stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So what keeps you going? And I mean, I, I think just the pure will to just like go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part, I look around and I'm like, what is all of this? Like I've I've very much so been open about my struggles with like mental health mm-hmm. and all of that. Like my brain chemistry is all just jacked up. Mm-hmm. And most of the time it's like, I'm just mid, like it's just very like, mm-hmm. I, I, most of my life is just comes in in beige. Mm-hmm. And so to get like to a place where I'm like super excited or any of that is hard. Mm-hmm. So most days I'm just getting through the days. I'm just doing step A to B to C just to like make it through. And I don't mean this in a way that's like, it's so hard. It's, I'm not like in a deep depression or anything. It's just nothing is that exciting. And I I used to be that I would just shake stuff up, right? I would change jobs every five years or I just like, I'm done with this and I would just move. That's just not quite the reality for my life anymore. So trying to figure out where those moments are is a little bit been tricky. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I just, just keep going for this sole purpose of like, well, today's not the day. So yeah. 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 Okay. So if you could relive one moment in your life, what would it be? Um, that's a great question. Um, I, pro- I probably would spend a day with like my dad or mm. like my grandma or someone that loved me immensely and I loved them. Uh, I mean, there's lots of, been lots of great moments in my life. Um, uh, I, I forget many of them yeah. because like... Is there one that comes to mind? Like, oh, that was such a great moment. I want to relive it. No, Jamie, because I live in the negative. <laughs> like where you forget the negative, I just remember the bad stuff. So I think I think there's been a lot of good moments. Think of a good moment. There's been a lot of good moments where I've been able to support people or like tell people they're loved and different things like that. It's hard because a lot of my moments are based in service to others, which makes me kind of sound like a jerk now, but it's just like, I wish I had more moments in service to me. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's few and far between of moments that weren't directly related to like lifting someone else up. Yeah. 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 I have a lot more questions. Hit it. (laughs) Open book. Okay. And some of these questions are just more like more like rap, like surfacey, like Mm -hmm. rapid, like just quick kind of answer, but I'm just curious. Okay. So. Um, and, and I think I know the answer to this question, but I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I know you like movies. Yes. You're into movies. So what movie can you quote by heart? Um, I can do Goonies pretty, pretty accurately. Uh, not as good as I used to be. Um, that one's pretty high up there. I would have to say that Vanderpump rules, uh, the last (laughs) season, the, the last three reunion episodes, I watch those on repeat all the time. So there's a, a lot of those lines come up in That's my head. That's so interesting to me that, that, that it's like, I think I need to, I still haven't watched, I need to watch something like that because it's not, is it like, it's not like a story, right? It's just, it's reality. It's I mean, reality, it is yeah, stories. It's people, yeah. They're, they're real life stories. Yeah. Well, 
as much as they're produced. Yeah. Right, right. That's so interesting. Okay, that's yeah. so cool. Okay, what is your ultimate movie snack? Uh, I used to always do Sour Patch Kids, but now not so much. I like a Twizzler. I like a Twizzler nib. Uh, Jamie and I went to the movies recently and I got popcorn for the first time because we weren't, we never did that as kids. And so that was kind of exciting to get movie popcorn. What do you, wait, wait, that was your first time ever getting popcorn at the movies? No, oh. not ever, but, okay, but, but in it, a long time, but like when I was growing up, I never did it. And so then as mm. I got money to do it, I didn't see the value in getting movie snacks. Like you bring something mm-hmm. in or you don't get anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So having like actual movie popcorn and like was kind of like a, a revelation in my life. I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what is on your bucket list? This is what I ask myself all the time because my my bucket, this is where I struggle because my bucket list, a lot of the stuff that I wanted to do early on, I did just in different formats, right? Like I wanted to produce dances and musical numbers and things like that. At one of my churches, it was, um, they were very big on performance for the students. So we did like Easter shows and Christmas shows and Mother's Day shows. And so that was super fun. And I really liked that. Um, I wanted to, you know, do be a sex educator. Mm -hmm. And so I did that a little bit through Mm -hmm. the church. Very awkward, but it happened. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to be a teacher for a long time. I did that through youth ministry and teaching. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. don't come at me. I know that it's a difference between a real, I could certify teacher, but just the act of like, you know, guiding students and stuff. So my bucket list now is like figuring out what do I want in this next phase of life? Yeah. So, I mean, there's some places I want to travel. Like I always talk about going to Sedona and Salem and and New Zealand and I want to go to Scotland. Like that's all cool. But to me, that's just like kind of, trivial in life like mm-hmm. i'm trying to figure out what do i really like what do i want my legacy to be and yeah. i don't know yet okay yeah. yeah that's totally fine um what are you passionate about again I, life is beige so there's not a lot i like doing podcasts like i mm-hmm. think that that's fun i enjoy trying to figure things out so like we're just experimenting experimenting now with like video podcasting and whatever mm-hmm. and so just figuring out the ins and outs and like trying to um master it as much as i'll ever be able to master it right without being yeah. a true professional uh, that's fine. I'm just, I feel like I'm not a very passionate person. Like mm-hmm. whatever I'm doing, I'm into at that time. And then I'm not. I feel like there could be things maybe that you wouldn't consider you're passionate about, but like, you know, a lot about, and I, I feel like for most of like you, you can, you've stayed pretty up to date as far as like technology and stuff like yeah. that. And so would you say that would you consider that maybe a passion? Like, Mm-mm. no, not at all. No, okay. I, 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 and I, <laughs> when I like something, I tend to figure out a way to be decent at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Not great, but decent. So it, it gives the appearance, especially for people that, you know, don't stay up to date on something that I'm better than I am because like, oh, you know so much, you know, and it's like, well, no, but like it, it just, it's whatever. So yeah, I, yeah. I feel, I, I think it's amazing when people have like just like intense, intense passion in their life to like go out and like create and all of these things. And, um, you know, sometimes I get into that mode, like when I was opening up my stationery store, I was so passionate about it and I would work hours and hours on it. I had this vision for it and everything. And then, you know, right at the cusp of opening it, you know, COVID happened. So it was just like, and that all kind of went away and just, just, there's just a lot of things in my life where I've been passionate about something and then it just, I can't get it to like, it's full fruition. And so it's, it's kind of like, how many times do I need to rally, you know, or is it just me? Is it just, it's just not meant to be, or is it just like, yeah. 
I'm not doing the things that I really need to be doing to make it successful. So we'll see. So is there a skill? What is one skill that you wish that you could just like instantly have? Oh, language. I oh, love languages because yeah. it's connection to people. Uh-huh. And I've tried so many times to learn different languages. It just doesn't click in my head, you know? And I think that it's amazing when people are able to make it work. I just haven't been able to yet. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any hobbies? I mean, kind of. I mean, I'm a millennial. So, I mean, the old is kind of millennial, but a millennial <laughs> nonetheless. And I think it's hard because for a while, I feel like if we've been taught to like hustle and monetize. And so a lot of my hobbies I'll take on instantly my brain goes like, how can we monetize? And so Mm -hmm. it makes the hobby not so fun. But I was really into crochet for a while. Yeah. And you are a really good crocheter. Like you were, it was like it, okay, maybe it wasn't instant, but it appeared. It was a little bit. Yeah. You were just like, you just like whipped stuff out. And I was like, wait, what, how did you do that? And it's like, so good. Like, like very well done. It's weird. Like when I get on a fixation on something, I'm like, I'm all in. And then it'll go away. And then sometimes it comes back. Do yeah. you do like cross stitch or something too? Was I do there another? embroidery. Oh, okay. Which I've, I have some nice pieces like, and then it went away. And you were going to show me that stuff, which you haven't yet. That's oh, a good reminder. Yeah, I still want to see it. Yeah, it's still been a year. See it. That's great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I, like I have a cart by my, my, by my couch that at night I could crochet and embroidery and it's been sitting there stagnant for like over a year. <laughs> like haven't done anything. So, uh, okay. So aside from necessities, mm-hmm. What is one thing that you could not go a day without? My phone. I've tried. And you don't feel like it's a necessity? <laughs> I mean, is it? I don't know. I what don't are, feel like it is. Like, probably not. If you if you don't eat or drink water for a few days, you'll have some complications in your life. If you do, get off your phone for... And I'm speaking specifically to like the apps. Like, like I don't... Like I, every once in a while, I'm like, I need to give up TikTok. I need to give up social media for a minute. I need to let it go. And it does not last. I can't do yeah. it. Like yeah. I am, a, I won't say I'm addicted, but then people are like, yes, you are. You can't give it up. Like, <laughs> okay, if I had to give it up tomorrow, I could. It's just like, it feels like uh, the day-to-day, you know, monotony of life. It's hard to be like, okay, I'm not going to do TikTok tonight. Cool. What are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. You're tired. You're not going to go do a hobby or anything tonight. Yeah. Like, I love the fact that you have a lot of hobbies. You have a lot of passions. You're passionate about dance and Canoe, yeah. not canoeing, but rowing and all the different not things. Not that either. Paddle boarding. What is it called yes. again? Ca- no. Paddling. R- rigger. Rigger. Uh, paddling. That's what it's called? Yes. Without on rigger. Canoe. Okay. Yeah. Rigger. There yes. we go. But it's just like, <laughs> I try to get excited about that stuff and it yeah. just doesn't. You ha- It's like your hobbies are like handiwork hobbies. Handiwork. And a lot of times too, it's like, oh, I'm going to go build us a, 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 a website for a podcast. I was going to say it's also like, like technical stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you're so good at that kind of stuff. So and I'll, I'll spend hours on it. Like it's again, it's not a passion. Like I don't feel passionate about it, but it, I get intrigued. So it's like I needed to. If you spend hours and nobody's paying you to do that, I would say that's a passion. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that's passion because I'm like hating it as I'm trying to figure the thing out. <laughs> but, but you're determined though. You stick I, with I it. I think determination is not the same as passion at least okay. in my book okay. passion yeah. is a little okay. bit more like okay. enjoyable oh okay yeah I yeah. maybe should have rephrased my question for you but okay. what am I determined about everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh what do you enjoy spending money on I was just thinking about this because like I don't I spend money on dumb stuff all the time you know like little trink not trinkets I don't even buy a lot of trinkets I, I spend too much money on books for sure. Uh-huh. I spend too much on streaming probably, but I'll just buy random crap. Like I did the, like we needed a light 
so we're trying, like, I love doing the podcast. The video podcast is a little bit like a new thing for us. Yeah. I'm always like, it needs to be great. And Jamie's like, just put it out. Like, just get it done. But like, I needed to get a light for us because it's like, okay, lighting's pretty important. So it's like, I did a lot of research on the lighting and I paid a lot for a a nice light. And it's like, I'm, I'm desperate to get us nice cameras. And it's like, that kind of stuff I'll spend money on, you know, like, but I won't spend money on like, I don't, I don't know. I don't buy a lot of expensive things. I don't buy, I don't buy, I don't wear any jewelry. Like, mm-hmm. um, it, like I, I always think it's funny. Like I have a lot of jewelry that I love, but I never reach for jewelry. So like you, I'm, you'll never see me in jewelry, like any rings, necklaces, earrings, nothing, never wear jewelry. Interesting. Uh, oh my I, gosh. I love jewelry so much. I know. And it's such a fun way to spruce things up, but I'm like, it, I can't even. Um, I like to buy <laughs> beauty products and stuff, but I don't spend an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. I really like good molecules right now, which is a super cheap line and I'm cool with it. I don't even know how it works, but I'm like, it's psychosomatic. I love that good molecules point. thing you gave me. Yeah. Um, and I used it. Yeah. So what about your cats? Do you like spending money on your cats? I mean, kind of, but like they have everything. Yeah, they do. They have oh, everything. Here's a question. What's the most random thing that you have spent money on? Like I bought a tap dancing board during COVID. <laughs> And tap dance shoes. I'm sorry I'm laughing, but I love that. Because I always wanted to learn to tap dance as a kid. So I'm like, I'm going to teach myself. And I have a DVD from Girl, like this. have you tried it yet? No, because I was like, I live in an apartment. Who so cares? Because That's I don't That's why want you the, got the thing. I know. I just, That's... it's literally sitting in this room. Like, I can't even. Like Where? It's <laughs> behind the walking treadmill that I purchased on a mini whim too. So <laughs> the funniest one to me is the cat treadmill. Cause when I walked oh, in yeah, and I saw that and I was like, wow. Cause it's quite it's large. huge. <laughs> I know. And I'm so annoyed now. Cause I got the original, like one that people were getting. And now there's so many copycats that are so much, have a smaller footprint and like oh. are cuter and stuff. And I'm like, maybe I should get a new, I'm like, no, you're not upgrading your cat treadmill that one cat runs on once a month. Yeah, Mm-mm. probably not a great way to Mm-mm. spend money. <laughs> I will drop money on sweaters at the loft. Like that's oh. how you know I'm an old lady. Like there's an SNL skit about like, like just having like a boring, boring sense of fashion, basically like a safe yeah. fashion choice. And basically it was the loft. And like, I freaking love a V-neck, two-neck sweater from the loft. I buy it in every color. You know, as soon as I, I find that. a sweater that I like, it's you're going to see me in every color. I feel like loft is pretty good quality too. It's pretty good. Because I mean, I've gotten some used stuff that's loft brand yeah. and I'm like, somebody else already used this and it's still great and yeah. I've had it for years. So I know. It's just, I wouldn't say it's fashion forward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just have a couple more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know something that you enjoy is karaoke. At yes. least you have in the past. Okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, what is your go-to karaoke song? Um, It changes. Okay. Top three. I like singing ballads. For sure. Like maybe some Alanis or I don't know, like Adele's always kind of fun. So you don't have like a certain song that's kind of your go-to? You've got to. Uh, maybe Bootylicious. Who sings that? Uh, Destiny's Child. <laughs> Why did you give me that look? Uh, or Say My Name by Destiny's Child. Oh, I, okay, I'm like yeah, thinking yeah. old school like uh, yeah. things. I, I don't know. I haven't done it in a long time. Like there's not usually, I used to love singing um, Jewel songs oh. and Fiona Apple and different things like that. But yeah, there's not really a go-to. Okay. I like the songs that like get the crowd going. I, I've sung Bohemian Rhapsody way too many times. <laughs> um, but I've also like surprised people by like whipping out Limp Biscuit or something and then being like, ma'am, this is, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, it's fine, guys. That's it's good. awesome. I love that. Okay. I have, this is my last one. Okay. <sighs> and this is maybe the most important question of all. Okay. If your cats could talk. Yeah. 
what do you think they would say about you? Uh, I think they would probably be like, she's a lot. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think they would say I'm very loving. I, so I'm secretly loving, right? I don't like people, but when I, but you love your cats. No, no, no. Oh. I, I don't like people, but I, I love people. Yeah. Right. I don't like people. Yeah. but I love them. And so even though sometimes I might not see, I'm very caring and I'm very like, I think about how my actions and how what I'm doing affect people. Yeah. And I try to make sure, I always try to leave the situation better than I found it. Yeah. And I try to make sure that I'm not like being, I mean, I'll talk crap and all that stuff, but it's kind of the way like you talk crap about your, in your family, right? Oh, they're being so annoying. But if someone else were to say it, you'd be like, mm, no, yeah, that kind of thing. So I don't know. My cats would probably also say like, she really is a great cook. Um, even though I'm just pouring foods out of packets for them because they, <laughs> they don't know any better, but they get like four different things every meal. And um, yeah, they probably like, she needs to get out more because okay. she just likes to sit on the couch and watch her shows and yeah. play on the TikToks and, um, <laughs> you know, watch birds with us. And that is not a way for a human to live. So I mean, it is. But not one hundred percent of the time. Yeah. So I don't know. They probably were just just be like, oh, we like her. Okay. I mean, she's a little dumb at times, but we we take care of her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd say you're dumb. No, I mean, in it's, to them, they would think I'm dumb. Like really? I can't hunt for myself. Oh, and, okay. You know, because oh, cats. Yeah. Look, I read somewhere that cats look at you as another cat. You know, and so kind of how they treat you is like, do they treat you like you're the mom cat or they treat you like, oh, I have to protect this idiot. And my oh. one cat treats me like, you know, very sweet and gentle. And the other's like, I got to protect you because you're, you're not going to be able to protect yourself. <laughs> oh, I love that you have more than one cat now because I really like your second cat. I know he's much easier to deal with. Than I know. <laughs> I'm still scared of her. Mm -hmm. Same. <sighs> Same. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for yeah. answering all these questions. I had at least twice as many questions as that. Mm -hmm. So I think we're going to have to do this again. Perfect. So just heads up for that. Love that. So yay. Thank you. Yay me. <laughs> hey, this is Jamie from the Geriatric Millennials podcast. If you're enjoying our show, please take a minute to leave us a review because it would help us. And if you follow us on Instagram at the Geriatric Millennials or share an episode or two with your friend, you have a friend that you know would enjoy this podcast. So just share it with them. It helps us. And we so appreciate all of your continued support.